0: Hey leaders, thanks for listening to our podcast. So whether you've had a great year and you're looking forward to that momentum taking you into next year, or you haven't had a great year and you're not exactly sure why, mapping out your direction for next year is super important. And obviously we call that strategic planning. Sometimes though, asking yourselves the questions to reflect on what happened last year and then what you wanna do next year can be really hard. So we created an assessment at compassleadership.coach called the Momentum Map. So if you just go to our website and look for the Momentum Map button, you can click on that and get started right away clarifying where you were last year and what you want to do next year. It's super simple and super easy and gets you moving in the direction that you need to go with clarity. We'll even send you a personalized plan to help you next quarter. So check out compassleadership.coach or click on the link in the description. And now on with the show. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeremy Yoder with Real Construction Talk. Uh, Good to have you with us today. And I'm joined today um, by our first guest. And this gentleman is amazing. Uh, I've been kind of going uh, to his website off and on for the past couple months, checking him out and what he's doing. (laughs) I'll just be honest with you. This is Rich Harshaw and uh, Rich is the, he's an author, he's a speaker, uh, and he's a daily podcaster, you guys. And if you know anything about podcasting, it takes a lot of energy. So I tell you what, I already look up to Rich. This is our our first uh, conversation in the podcast format here, Uh, but just want to welcome Rich. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, here at Real Construction Talk, we live and breathe to give you the information and the motivation to become a world-class leader. Uh, that's what we're about. And we're brought to you by Compass Leadership. That's our, our home company. Um, and we want to help you just become an amazing leader. So we're gonna talk about leadership today, but we're also from the perspective of marketing Um, and that's where rich comes from he comes from the marketing world level 10 contractor is a a brilliant marketing company that really helps contractors uh market who they are and what they do and um so we're going to dive into our one thing today and and as we were talking as we're getting ready for this i think our one thing is identity um how do you uh how do you identify yourself personally we'll get into that management side of things but more of your business too, uh, Rich. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about that.
1: Is that cool? Yeah, you know, I've been I've been in business going on thirty years now, and been in marketing that whole time. Uh, more specifically, in the remodeling contractor uh, home services area since about two thousand five. But the entire time, it's really bothered me that the typical way that most companies are marketing themselves is using what I would call platitudes, where they use words and phrases that are drearily commonplace. They're 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 meant to sound you know very impressive and uh, so forth but they 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 just come across sounding like a stuffed shirt they're you know we've got the best prices, the best service, highest totally. quality and so you know i've I put together a, a concept called identity, which really is is this it's communicating to your audience whether it's advertising marketing you know and there's a little bit of a difference there, sales even to an extent mm-hmm but communicating with power precision and passion who you are how you're different why you're better and what uh, what your customers can expect when they do business with you so it's kind of like building a case and being very again power precision passion being precise with your words right. telling stories and helping people understand exactly why it is that they would want to do business with you and it sounds so obvious and a lot of people probably listen to that going well yeah that's just that's stupid rich of course Um, here's here's a good exercise for you. Go look at your website and audit it based on this question. Read a statement and then ask yourself who else could say that. Wow. Uh, And ask yourself, who cares? And, you know, we're a family-owned business. How, How is that relevant to somebody? Well, because maybe we're going to be, you know, more likely to treat them you know, like uh, an individual, okay, well, let's talk about how it is you actually treat people like individuals instead of just throwing this platitude out there about being a family-owned business. So, you know, I could give you a thousand examples. We don't have time for that, but that's kind of the foundational example, uh, fi- foundational concept of what it is we do at Level 10 Contractor. You know, if, that's if, you, if you would have reached out to me in 1995, going back a little ways, and you said, hey, Rich, I want to help, You know, with my business, and in fact, I did work with a a very large roofing company in 1995, and what we would have done is we would have helped you rewrite your Yellow Pages ad so that it got 5 to 20x more calls than it did before we overhauled it by telling your story better, by implementing this concept called identity. Well, obviously, Yellow Pages has gone bye-bye. We don't write Yellow Pages ads anymore, but we do the same thing, rewriting web content, rewriting advertisements, whether it's radio, television, print ads, mailers, maybe it's a home show display, uh, handouts, canvassing approach, whatever it is, creating identity that uh, is really moves the needle because it's engaging and powerful. That's, that's so good.
0: Simon Sinek in his book, Start With Why, says people don't purchase because of why you do or because of what you do, it's why you do it. <laughs> that's what they grab onto, and that's what you're talking about here. What are some of the ways that um like you said going to your website and take an audit of kind of you know asking yourself those questions about what you're saying? What are some other ways that um let's say um oh, you said a roofing company, but what about like a concrete company? How how do they start with that identity?
1: Okay, so I'm going to give you a framework for this. And it utilizes what I call the five pillars of identity. Mm -hmm. Now, pillar is a very impressive sounding word. It really just means category. So there's five different categories that you can break your identity into. The first one is going to be your products. And if you're a, let's say you're a siding or window or bathtub type company, then the products are going to be important. If you're a concrete company or maybe a kitchen remodeler, then the products is is the service that you're delivering. So it's a little bit different that way. So products, okay? That's category one or pillar number one. Number two is going to be your workmanship. Pillar number three is going to be what I call bedside manner, which is how you treat people. The fourth one is going to be your core values. Hmm. And then the fifth one is what I call culture and reputation. And honestly, it's just a catch-all category for anything that didn't fit into the other four categories, okay? Now, here's how this works, Uh, and I'll start with uh, workmanship, even though it's the second out of the five, not the first. Within that category called workmanship, there's identity points. And so here's what I would ask you to do. I'm going to read them right now, and I would ask your audience to uh, try to find one or two, maybe three, that your company really leans into heavily, okay? Okay. Now, all of them are going to sound like, yeah, well, we kind of do that. But I want you to find the two or three that really map most closely to how your company's philosophy operates. So here they are. Um, no cutting corners. Okay, again, this is a sub-identity point in the category workmanship. Attention to detail. Done right the first time. Slowing down for quality. Quality materials. Experience. Worker oversight no subcontractors training that you give your folks installation standards and warranties okay so there's some points now here's what the concrete company or a roofing company or anybody would do by the way this is this is applicable to any kind of company this is totally. applicable to you Jeremy right totally absolutely uh, this is this is applicable to your dentist it doesn't matter but you know in our near, narrower sphere of contractors you look at that that concrete guy and say Okay, so which of those maps most carefully? And then what you want to do is find stories, examples, and comparisons, and then you want to tell those stories. Now, I think it might be helpful helpful if I give you an example. You okay with that? Yeah, please. Okay, so this comes from a client of mine who is a kitchen and bath remodeling company, and we went through this exercise, and they said, "Oh, we use the highest quality materials." Okay, so under this identity pillar called workmanship, there was a sub identity point called uh quality materials. Okay. So if you're gonna write, let's just say a rate, I, I like to use radio ads, not because everybody's on the radio, but because it's verbal and on a podcast it translates well because you can it's not like, hey, read this ad. Okay. Um, how would you write a radio ad that communicates with power, precision, and passion that's interesting and engaging? How, how would you do that? It, and most people kind of scratch their heads and like, uh, I'll call this X, Y, Z remodeling. Okay. Hey, over at XYZ Remodeling, we we only use the highest quality material. So if you want the job done right, you're gonna come to us because we use high quality materials. We use high quality shower heads, uh, high quality fixtures, high quality granite, you know, whatever, list a couple of things. Right. And people hear that and they're like, nah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you an example of a radio ad that we actually wrote for this. And as soon as I read this ad, you're gonna go. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Ready? This is a radio ad. So imagine this being the, the not me, but the narrator of the radio ad. Right. Right. One of the most common questions we get asked about kitchen and bathroom remodeling is how much does it cost? But the question that you should be asking is how much does it weigh? How much does it weigh? Actually, you can tell a lot about the quality of a kitchen or bathroom by how much the faucet weighs. At XYZ Remodeling, okay, we only use high-quality Moen faucets. They weigh about ten pounds each. They're solid metal. They look fantastic, and they'll last forever. Other remodelers save money by using off-brand plastic faucets that only weigh about a pound and a half. Ten pounds versus a pound and a half. If you want a remodeling job that weighs right, call XYZ Remodeling. Totally. Okay. That's so did nice. the, the light bulb go off for you there?
0: Absolutely. They use the story side of it. and honestly, throwing that weight component in gets people going what? You're t- talking about a product that we want to that you usually think of visual, not weight. <laughs> so does it look good yeah. or whatever but but that's that's great. That's a great way to get people's thinking differently. And now they' think differently about your company too. And they go, yeah, oh, people hear that.
1: You know, I'm not really into martial arts at all, but from my understanding of jujitsu is it's a it's a redirection of energy. Right. So we actually hit this head on. You know, how much does it cost? And then we said, no, no, how much does it wait? Redirect the question. There you go. And then it's also has a curiosity factor. Oh, I, I don't know. So, you know, we're getting people's attention, we're getting them engaged, and then we're educating them so that they understand that there is a difference the very specific thing but see it's not just the faucet right the the listener can fill in the blanks well if they're using 10 pound faucets instead of pound and a half faucets which by the way I didn't realize was a thing but now that you said it it makes sense they're probably also doing similar things in other areas right right so you know that's kind of how it works and you know you inter- integrate this into your website to your advertising you know if you've the side of your truck anything we, we can right. integrate this Identity concept.
0: That's super, super good. Thanks, Rich. I I really appreciate that. You know, I I heard something on one of your latest podcasts called the uh, the the wink wink um, method or yeah the uh, wink wink deals the wink wink deals uh, and and in that you talked about the psychology of marketing a little bit and that um, with within the context of even identity like. Understanding how people work is is super important. Like knowing that that people when you when you throw in this idea of weight, you know, you're just throwing people off a little bit. That gets them to think a little bit more about your product and what you're doing. It gets them to lean in, so to speak, a little bit more.
1: Um, well, so you know, you're right. Psychology. It, let's be honest. To, to be successful at almost anything in life. And I I qualify almost, but pretty much everything in life, you got to understand how other people think. You know, there's this old saying that says, if you want to know why John Smith buys what John Smith buys, you've got to see the world through John Smith's eyes. That's right. You know, not to get too nerdy or psychological on you here, but, you know, there's these concepts that are at play here. So just briefly, I I don't even know if we have time for this, but I'll I'll just give you this brief little interesting thing. So- people's brains are in different modes and it's based on the kinds of waves. They literally call it alpha mode, beta mode, gamma mode. And it's based on the kinds of waves that your brains are putting out during different states. So the most common state is what's called alpha mode. This is when you're not paying attention to anything. You're you're kind of in uh, cruise control. Okay? Yep. This is when you drive to work and you get there and you look up and you're like, hey, I don't actually remember driving here because it's so common. You've done it so many times that you don't have to pay attention to it. And then you've got beta mode, right? Beta mode is, is uh awake mode. It's when you get woken up. Okay. And then there's this concept called reticular activating system. Go look it up on Google reticular activating system. It's a, it's a radar that's act that's working in your brain 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even while you're asleep. Okay. This is the thing that you ever had this experience, uh, Jeremy? You're you're driving a new car. You spot a new car. You're super fired up. Hey, I got this new car, and then you look around and you realize that we man, every, every other there. person on the road has the same stupid make model and color. Yeah. Right. Well, this is your reticular activator, which is looking for things that are familiar, unusual, or problematic. So you've got a new baby at night. It's crying during the middle of the night. Mom hears it while asleep. Reticular activating system says, "He ain't moving. I better get up and deal with the baby." Meanwhile, the dude's asleep. His reticular activator says, Yeah, I hear that, but she'll take care of it. And he, you know, he doesn't wake up. Right. This this is really powerful psychology stuff. So when you run an ad like the one we just talked about, we're breaking people out of that alpha mode and putting them in beta mode so that they now pay attention. That's the look. If people don't listen to you when you talk in a radio ad or pay attention when you're it's a TV or a mailer. You're dead before you ever even start. So, you know, I'm glad you brought that up about psychology because marketing is psychology. It is. It It just is. Yeah. Yep.
0: This is, this is super good. And let me, let me kind of bring this around full circle to some of the things that we talk about at Compass Leadership, because psychology component and understanding people and how people tick and how people work is really super important, obviously in marketing when you're dealing with general public, but when you're in a management position or in a management situation as an owner, knowing how people work it really leads into the motivation to get them to do something. So we can either use a hatchet or a money bag to get somebody to do something. But those are just, they're they're super shallow motivational tools that only last for a little bit. The same with saying the same things, the same things that everybody else is saying in your marketing is very shallow. And you only get, you know, a fraction of people to pay attention to your ad and those type of things. So when we talk about leadership, one of the ways that we can truly be motivational to the people around us is listening, being a good listener, because people don't get a good, uh, a a person that will listen to them very often. And that takes people when they're being listened to, and you can reflect back to them what you just heard from them. So in other words, you don't have to do a whole lot, you just have to hear some it's Like, if somebody's talking to you about something that's a real problem for them and you reflect that back to them, they all of a sudden go, Wow, you're listening to me. That puts them in beta right away.
1: <laughs> it puts them into this thing of, Whoa, you're listening to me. Yeah, this is really well. Think about this for a minute. Um, let me let me draw a distinction for you between sales and marketing. Um, please, not that you're necessarily focused on sales on your podcast, but anyway. If you're in a sales environment, what you just said is so, so critical, right? It's all about listening. it's it's asking the right questions that solicit the answers that help you understand how to fulfill that need, right? So right. listening, so critical. Well, how does that how does that work in marketing? Because in marketing, there's no human there giving you immediate feedback. You can't ask a question and wait to listen. And the answer, I think, is, if you look at the marketplace as a whole, and you've got experience in your industry and you know what people want, you've asked the question cumulatively a thousand times or a hundred times in a sales environment. So it's about knowing what the marketplace actually wants because you've listened cumulatively in the sales environment. And now you go out into the marketing arena and you preemptively answer questions that you know people are going to be asking. Okay, so we know that people are going to ask, you know, the first the first question people always ask when it comes to any kind of contractor work is how much does it cost? Right. Now, here's a question. Why do they ask that question? You say, well, because they want to know how much it costs. Well, yeah, obviously. But why don't they ask other questions? Why why is that typically the only question they ask? And the answer is because they don't know the parameters of what to ask because they've never bought this before. Right you know you're talking about the concrete guy he's out there selling concrete how many people have had concrete guy out to their house before answer about 10 or 15% statistically 85 to 90% have never bought this before so it is beyond their comprehension of what to even ask for hmm. and so this is why the, this identity based marketing works so well because think about this before I read that ad to you, did you know that the majority of re- remodeling contractors are going to use one and a half pound plastic cheap? No clue. Uh, how would you know that? It's not it's outside of the domain of what you're an expert at as a as a homeowner. so we we actually find those things out and we communicate it with again power, precision, passion.
0: power precision and passion. Super great, Rich. I I really appreciate you coming on our our podcast today. We're at a point where we need to start wrapping up here. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Rich, where can we find you? Uh,
1: The best way to find me is either at my website, level10contractor.com or my podcast, which you can find on any podcast platform. It's the Level 10 Contractor Daily Podcast. Uh, Or if you're really ambitious, feel free to email me, rich at level10contractor.com. Rich with an H, not Rick with a K. Rich at (laughs) level10contractor.com. And by the way, uh, a lot of times people hear me say that and they're like, oh, geez, I I don't think I want to reach out to this guy. He's probably busy. Uh, And I am busy, but I'm always happy to respond to emails.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic, man. Great, great stuff today. And again, um, the old piece of identity within your marketing, within your company leads right into what we talk about um, so many times here on the podcast and, and on our, our website at Compass Leadership, the idea that identity has a lot to do with how you lead also. So really appreciate your time today, Rich. And uh,
1: yeah, and I'll just tag this on there. If, you know, if you're going to take this identity concept and really run with it it's going to force you to be innovative and a leader in your industry. Cause you can't go out there and build a case for something that you can't perform on. So, you know, to, to dovetail it with your major theme of of, uh, leadership, I think it really forces, not that it, there's a chicken and egg, but you've gotta be a leader. So market leader, anyway, hey, I appreciate you having me on Jeremy, it's been a blast
0: absolutely so good go check them out guys thanks for uh, joining us today at real construction talk and we will talk to you soon see you guys